Hello, everybody. This is David opposing the Matrix. Um, if you were with us uh, last, this last, um, hold on a second. Okay. If you were with us this last um, Monday, we had Ralph Epperson on the show, and um, Ralph did a pretty excellent job on uh, talking about JFK Jr. Uh, didn't well on it too much, and then uh, kind of segued into the Kennedy assassination. Um, and the show went really well. I think he presented his case very well. And um, a lot of, uh, I don't know, I got a lot out of it. He, you know, I've heard his talk before about this. And I got to say that uh, this time he uh, he added stuff that I've never seen before. So I was really glad that Ralph did that. And uh, Ralph, have you ever watched this? Um, I said thank you once, but I'm going to say it again, Ralph. Say it again. Okay. Um However, there are some things that I'd like to present that um, that Ralph didn't. Uh, I have two or three videos to show. One is going to be uh, something called The Plan, and it's a QAnon um, video, and it, it goes on for about seven or eight minutes. Um, but I want you to listen to the voice of the narrator, okay? And uh, I'm going to play the whole thing. I want that voice of the narrator to be so embedded in your psyche that when I play the second uh, video, which is an interview by Larry King of JFK Jr. um, before the crash, uh, I want you to see how similar they are. And and, uh, the, the, the guy that's narrating has to be JFK Jr. Yes, I'm one of those crazy people that believes that JFK Jr. faked his own death and, um, and that he's going to come back one of these days and uh, have vengeance on those who killed his father. Although, you know, they're, they're dying out like flies, but there's still some left. Uh, every indication is that uh, George H.W. Bush was, uh, was executed uh, for high crimes and misdemeanors. And, uh, and one of those things was that uh, he um, was involved in the Kennedy assassination. He may have well uh, orchestrated it. Um, and, uh, there's a, a card that's going around that is supposed to be representative of uh, the cards that were given to people at uh, George H.W. Bush's funeral. And on that, it has um, the presidential crest, and it has uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, his name on there. And then it says, um, they know everything. I'm sorry. And then uh, a typewritten signature. I think, you know, I think it's a um, handwritten signature. Um Anyway, uh, that's pretty telling. Now, I've never seen one of these. I've seen it online. But um, anyway, uh, so, you know, take it as it is. You know, it's anybody could have manufactured that. But um, the, the shocked look on people's faces when they read it, especially Jeb Bush, um, it, was, it was quite incredible. So... Um, Anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk very much here. I'm going to show you these three videos. The third one is uh, Robert Kennedy uh, Jr. Um, being asked to touch his nose if uh, if uh, JFK Jr. is still alive, and he kind of looks down at that, and then he he kind of gets a little tiny little grin on his face. And then he's talk the person's talking to him, and he goes like this, and uh, that, I don't think that's any coincidence, you know. So uh, anyway. You know, there's, you know, kind of two proofs right there, and then we'll go into some pictures and some snapshots of uh, correspondence from QAnon and stuff, and and then we're going to look at some um, 
side-by-side uh, photos that kind of are evidences of um, of a pro- uh, age-progressed uh, JFK Jr. Now, my wife um, it was really quick to point out that uh, there's a so- there's software out there that you can um, use to uh, do age projection. Uh, and, and I can see that uh, being a fact, and I know that it's real. I've seen those pictures before, but um, the pictures I'm going to show you are kind of uh, real, <laughs> and I don't think the age progression software puts a beard on people. And uh, these pictures of JFK, many of them have beards on them, and there's going to be a younger picture with a JFK with a kind of a goatee. So, um, And I want to say right off the bat that you know this show is going to be um, – is going to be put on Spreaker and on podcast, or excuse me, Podbean. And you may want to um, switch to uh, just go to Rumble and, and check it out because it's going to be on there. Or you could go to the Delusion, Res- the Delusion Resistant, the Delusion Resistance, you know, talking like a New Jerseyan, you know. Um, anyway, um, you can go to delusionresistance.org and uh, go to the archives page. And if you click that, you'll see there, there's an audio and a video download of uh, tonight's show. And that'll probably be up uh, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, which would be uh, 610 and, um, or July, June 10th. And uh, you can get it there and, and download it uh, or watch it from there, too, uh, is my understanding. I never watch my own videos uh, except to put them through a test before I upload them. So um, anyway, uh, I'm going to start that, and, and uh, we'll see what happens, okay? So the first one is going to be, uh, it's, it's a video titled, Q, the plan to save the world. And, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of you will probably say, well, you know, Trump had his chance while he was in office, and, you know, and, and this is kind of old news. But, you know, it's not over till it's over. So there's a good chance that uh, <laughs> that uh, Trump's going to come back uh, probably in 2024, but I think a lot sooner, and maybe JFK Jr. will be his vice president. That would be nice if he served two terms as vice president and then two terms as president. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and – I got a spider on me? No, no. Okay. Um, Oregon is spider central, folks. <laughs> and when you got one on you, you got one on you. Um, anyway, so let's begin. And uh, give me, um, just find grace in uh, this video because I, uh, I'm i experimenting with this software. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, do a good job with this. So anyway, I'm going to switch to this over here. And that shows you my screen. And uh, I am going ahead, going to go ahead and... Um, Click on this first video and uh, please listen to it. Is in, in it? Listen to it in its entirety. That's okay. It's midnight, so I have an excuse for uh, having a muddled voice here. Um, listen to it in its entirety and uh, and then remember that voice because the next video we're going to play, you're going to hear a very similar voice, if not an identical voice. Okay, so here we go. Have you ever wondered why we go to war? Or why you never seem to be able to get out of debt? Why there is poverty, division, and crime? What if I told you there was a reason for it all? What if I told you it was done on purpose? What if I told you that those who were corrupting the world, poisoning our food, and igniting conflict were themselves about to be permanently eradicated from the earth? You might think that an idealistic fantasy. Well, 
let me tell you a story. We acknowledge there are criminals, of course. They rob your house, they steal your phone, they can murder you too if they think they can get away with it. We have all experienced criminals in one way or another. Criminals as we know are those who choose personal gain over the rights of others and have no regard for the law. But here is where you need to expand your thinking. Criminals can also succeed in business and politics and can be elected as our leaders. If a criminal became the president, imagine what they could achieve. They could use the full weight of their executive power to commit much larger crimes and ensure they and their friends were enriched to the fullest extent possible. A criminal president could create alliances with other criminal presidents and then collaborate on more global criminal activities. Anything goes. Drug running, human trafficking, whatever makes the big bucks. The 20th century was turbulent with war, economic disaster, famines and displacement. We have always accepted these things as just human nature, and simply the way the world works. Something inevitable, and due to the weaknesses of human nature that drive us to these actions. This is where we were all tragically wrong. You are not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. So how can we just assume that it is human nature that is driving all this pain and misery? What if it wasn't human nature at all, and as a result of something more deliberate? We were taught that capitalism was the cause of a massive rich-poor divide and the reason for poverty, which in turn is the reason for war, crime, and starvation. Others were taught that communism, a system of equal wealth across all people, was really to blame for the mess. But you see, folks, it is none of these things. It is not our nature to fight and be racist. It is not in our nature to rob from others. What you must learn is that it was the criminals all along. Yes, they got power. More power than a criminal should ever have. They rose to the top of media companies that control our news and entertainment. They ascended to the top of the banking system, also to the Oval Office, to Brussels, to the Vatican, to the Crown. They crept in quietly. They became leaders of agricultural companies who have control over our food supply. Also big pharmaceutical companies, the ones we trust to help us when we're sick. Nobody stopped them, and they just recruited more criminals to help them. First, they accumulated the world's wealth. They invented a system of money called central banking, which lends money to governments with interest, placing countries into eternal debt. People's wealth got less. Their wealth got more. Much more. When a criminal is already as rich as they can get, then protecting their ill-gotten gains becomes the priority. Angry citizens tired of being poor are a major obstacle and can revolt if they suffer enough. The criminals needed to prevent this. So they diverted attention to the last remaining competitor, the people of the world. You and me. We were not happy being ruled by criminals and having to work three jobs just to survive. They know we won't accept it. So they use their control of the media to set black against white, woman against man, young against old, Muslim against Christian. They convinced us we were the problem so that we would fight and destroy ourselves. To get it done faster, they attacked all aspects of humanity that make us strong. Like family, using their influence over culture, they popularized lifestyle choices that led to a surge in broken homes lost youth and substance abuse. I could talk all day about how else they deliberately weakened us and it would turn your stomach. We were just trying to get on with living. 
So where are all the good guys? Good people just want to get married, have kids, make a living, and enjoy their liberty. Well, there were good guys. One became the president of the United States in January 1961. He knew about these criminals and wanted them gone. He knew their intentions for us all and he wanted to fight them. Sadly, he had no idea how powerful they had become. Reagan also had good intentions for the American people. He knew this criminal mafia controlled almost everything by this stage, including the powerful rogue intelligence agencies. His economic policies were promising, but the criminals needed a weak America to hold on to their power. Reagan was shown with a bullet that a growing U.S. economy and prosperous citizens were not what the criminals wanted. It was looking pretty grim for good people. Every time someone wanted to stand up and do the right thing, they got stopped. Were we ever to be freed? These criminals are also known as the Deep State, or Cabal, because of how they control things behind the scenes. Every president after Reagan was one of these Deep State criminals, and their empire got even stronger. With each bad president came new depths America and the world would sink. The world collapsed into darkness. Do you need me to tell you how? Destroyed factories, declining job numbers, sicker people, opioids, destruction of Iraq, Syria and Yemen with pointless war, displacement of people into Europe, ISIS, terrorism, collapsed governments, poverty and genocide. Total misery. Do you think that was inevitable? Hell no. Well, here is where things start to take a new turn. When the full picture comes to be known, it will forever be regarded as the greatest story ever told. Well, here is the top line. Some good people still held positions of power. They valued humanity and the rule of law. While the criminals discussed their game plan at the annual Bilderberg meetings, the good guys were making plans of their own. The information age was coming to change history forever. As the internet flooded into every home, and appliances became smarter, and when people started carrying tracking devices, an opportunity to put an end to criminal control over the world was emerging. We became connected, trackable, and surveilled. But so did they. They became dependent, just like we did, on email, SMS, instant communication. It made crime much easier, but it also put them on a grid that, if accessed by the right people, would expose their crimes to the public and end their iron grip on us once and for all. In this new age of information, it was thought that the military should also have its own intelligence agency to focus on cybercrime and espionage. They called this the NSA, National Security Agency. Here we had every phone call, email and text from every device stored and archived. Whether it be someone making a doctor's appointment or the deep state setting up a massive heroin purchase from the Taliban. In the right hands, it will be enough information to expose the entire sinister criminal plot to rub us blind and wipe us out. Hold that thought, now I need to explain the plan. The good guys were devising a plan to reclaim the world from the cabal and return it to the people. It would involve alliances with multiple countries, since the criminals had global rat lines, trade and other infrastructure in place that would need their cooperation. It came down to two choices for America. Launch a military coup to seize the government from whichever cabal puppet was in the White House at the time. Or win legitimately, take control of the NSA, 
expose the criminals for what they are and arrest them all. Obviously, the first option would be very troubling for the public. With people still preoccupied with cabal-engineered social issues, they would likely revolt and hurt themselves and others. No, it would have to be the latter. So they needed a candidate who could win, and who could win big. Many states like California had been so heavily inundated by criminals that even the voting machines were electronically set up to swing votes any which way. It would need to be a very decisive victory. Good patriots in the U.S. military and their global partners asked Trump to run for president so they could take back control of America legitimately without alarming the public. Trump was a good choice, obviously, because he overcame the voter fraud and won. But he was a patriot and he was loved and admired by the public. He was not interested in joining the cabal because they hated America and he did not agree with them on that point. As soon as he showed interest in taking power, they activated their media assets to viciously turn on him. That's when we saw the sudden hatred emerge. Even when he won, the cabal still had no idea what he was a part of and the sophisticated plan that was about to unfold against them. Shocked at their loss, they mobilized their full arsenal of intelligence, media, money, and technology to try and take back power. There are people at the top of the DOJ and FBI that put together a plan to frame Trump and have him impeached. This is where we come back to the NSA again. All messages were stored and could be used to expose this plot and prevent Trump's overthrow. An entire book will be written about the first two years of Trump's presidency. False flag terror attacks, downed planes, missile alerts, assassination attempts. Here is the point. The world is currently experiencing a dramatic covert war of biblical proportions. Literally the fight for Earth between the forces of good and evil. I can't put it in simpler terms, but I can say it appears the good guys are winning. The Cabal had complete control over North Korea. They hijacked the Kim Dynasty, took them hostage, and worked to build up a nuclear arsenal to threaten the world. Kim Jong-un suddenly embracing peace was simply because the deep state were beaten and driven out. ISIS was also destroyed in the year following Trump's win. We are all starting to see the pattern now that enough time has passed, that our biggest global concerns are starting to recede, and peace is returning. It is all evidence that the good guys are winning the war. But we are still in the middle. While a lot is improving, it still puzzles many that most of these known criminals are still free, especially the higher-ups like Hillary Clinton, the Bushes, and Obama. That is coming in the next chapter of the story. That's why we have Q. The good guys with control over the NSA began the Q intelligence dissemination program to invoke an online grassroots movement that came to be called The Great Awakening. It started on underground internet channels and then moved to the mainstream. Q has been a fun distraction for those who follow world events and desire truth, but it is about to begin a much more important and necessary phase the public informed when the deep state war breaks out onto the surface. By this, I mean high-profile arrests. Yes, folks, the criminals I'm referring to are famous politicians, actors, singers, CEOs, and celebrities. People who have earned our trust, respect, and admiration. They have done very bad things that are all fully known and documented, and they will be severely punished. Those of us who have followed Q since the beginning will be here to help you make sense of the coming events. We are among the first to realize that our petty partisan divisions are just trivial distractions, and we are all enslaved by a hidden enemy. 
realized that the problem was never capitalism or socialism, Democrat or Republican, black or white, Muslim or Christian. We know it was just very powerful criminals who had too much power. Fellow slaves, it's time to buckle your seatbelt, recognize your true enemy, and embrace a new future that we all owe to the brave patriots who risk their lives to achieve this victory against the greatest force of evil the world has ever known. May God bless America. Okay, folks, so you heard the voice, right? And, you know, I got to say that, you know, this was obviously made before the last election, and it may seem to you like, oh, this is a whole bunch of bovine scatology, let's put it that way. And, yes, I know, I kind of felt the same way. But um, what I have to say is that uh, I don't think so. I think that, uh, well, I think that uh, Trump's first presidency was basically a warning to the deep state, we're coming to get you. Um, it exposed a lot of their their ways, a lot of their um, their crimes, and everything like that. And uh, they a little season has to go by for them to to finally complete their um, their wickedness, their abomination, their um, their total depravity. And and the more that they're in office, and the more that they they do, you and people like you and me and everybody else, is starting to see that these people are depraved, that they're they're evil, they're wicked, and that they're uh, they're not out for your good or my good. And um, even Democrats now are starting to see it, you know, the ones that are able to wake up. And uh, so that having been said, you know. Uh, the time is coming when it's not just going to be Republicans and conservatives that are going to be hoping that Trump comes back to office or even takes the government back um, through a, a coup or whatever. But um, so we got to get to that point where it's not just 50 percent of the population that wants them back or wants the country straightened out or or the republic restored. But it's more like 75 or 80 percent. And uh, I think that's what's going on. And uh, all indications are that I've seen is that uh, there are plans for um, for President Trump to come back. And uh, so we'll see. You know, the proof is in the pudding. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing to admit, admit you know, in uh, three or four years, if uh, it doesn't come to be, then it, I was wrong. But um, I'm going to hope. Now, I don't want people to think, because I know a lot of believers uh, watch this show on Rumble and listen to it on Spreaker and Podbean, too, and um, I don't want you to think that I think that Trump is some kind of messianic figure. I don't. I think that he um, is somebody that uh, Yahweh and uh, Elohim are using, is using, excuse me, or are, because there's more one, but uh, they're using him as a, a tool, much like uh, God used uh, Cyrus to send the Jews back to uh, from uh, Babylonian captivity back to the land. Uh, like he uh, like he used many different things um, to to accomplish his will, and uh, he just doesn't use righteous people. He uses everything um, in this world, every person in this world for his glory. So. Um, that having been said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, 
and go to the next one, okay? And this is uh, Larry King. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but I want you to realize something. It's good. His voice is going to sound a little deeper, and that's because the uh, the bass in this is uh, really turned up. But listen to the more to the treble of the voice, and uh, and and I think you'll agree with me that it's the same voice that just narrated the 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 cue, uh, the plan, and I think that uh, my, my own feelings is that JFK Jr. is Q. But um, anyway, let's go with this, and then we're going to go with the third one, and then uh, we'll get back to having my ugly mug on the on the um, on the screen uh, with uh, some pictures. So anyway, here's uh, an interview with Larry King live um, back in the 90s, of course, and. Uh, just listen to the voice again, okay? Here we go. There's probably more interest in this gentleman than in any other person in this country, and probably with good thinking. John F. Kennedy, Jr., he is the mastermind. He and uh, his co-founder and executive publisher, Michael J. Berman, of this extraordinary magazine, George, which is a hoot of a magazine. I thought you were a lawyer. I was. What happened? Well, we, uh, we decided, I mean... Actually, taking a cue from from folks like yourself and you around the 1992 election, that that there was an opportunity here to uh, change the definition of a political magazine. Uh, certainly, the way Americans were uh, accessing information about politics and politicians was changing. Uh, candidates were appearing on late night talk shows, on talk radio, on sitcoms, uh, and there was a, a kind of a leveling process. And while the rest of media clearly had caught up with that, we felt that political magazines per se hadn't. And so while you had all this this uh, interest on it that you could really c- could point to um, with statistics and facts, um, we thought, well, here's an opportunity to do a different kind of political magazine. Didn't you want to be a lawyer? I was a lawyer for seven years. Well, yeah, three in law school and four in the DA's you, office. You, you, were, you were a DA. Mm. By the way, how did the DA do that? That's the voice, folks. That's the voice. I think the DA did very well. Darden and... Marsha? I, I think so. It's a, you know, obviously a case uh, enormous scrutiny and, and uh, a huge challenge, but I think that they did very well. And Cochran, impressive? Absolutely, from day one. Okay, would he be a tough adversary if you were back in the old? I'm glad you're not. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, you're a prosecutor. You're on your way. Legal runs through your whole family. Mm-hmm. Uncle Attorney General, your mm-hmm. father a lawyer, mm-hmm. other uncle a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Why magazine? Well, I mean, one of the things that you sort of have to understand about this enterprise was that the, the opportunity to uh, do an entrepreneurial venture, to really start to take a big risk um, and to have an, an idea and see it through and develop it and nurture it. And as we went along, I mean, there were plenty of opportunities where we could have said, well, this idea isn't going to work. But what kept happening was that we would get feedback or, or when we tested it, we would get uh, a certain response to the direct mail which said, wow, you know, th- there's something here. But in you, there was all. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop it because I think that you, if you've had, listened for the two minutes that it's been going, <clears throat> you can uh, kind of see that there's a, a much of similar um, diction uh, uh his phrases, his um, the way he pronounces things and stuff like that is close to, if not identical, to uh, the uh, the video that we just saw. Okay. Now what I want to do is play this other video, and this is um, 
You'll ha- I, if I have to, I'll play it through a couple times, but um, you'll actually see uh, somebody type in there um, asking Robert, Ken- Robert F. Kennedy Jr. If, um, if John F. Kennedy Jr. is alive, touch your nose. Okay? So watch this. This is amazing. Bowie was, this is extraordinary on so many levels, the Deech memo. And this, this memo, all of the documents that are not, not in the public domain, and the Deech memo is one of those documents. It was a discovery document that was given to me by See him touch his nose. the original lawyers in vaccine injury litigation who could not, they would settle before they get to, got to a jury. And they had to do that because they could not have memos like the Deech memo being paraded in, in a court of law. Oh, we don't want this. Okay. You know, this boy was, this is extraordinary on so many levels. The Touch your nose if JFK Jr. is alive. This, this memo, all of the documents that are not, not in the public domain, and the Deech memo is one of those documents. It was a discovery document that was given to me by Mike <laughs> He's not scratching his nose, folks. <laughs> He just did it. <laughs> and, uh, I, I just think that's awesome. Okay, so what I'm going to do is change. Since we have all the videos done, I, I want to run. I'm going to take the earphones off, put my hat back on, and uh, we can do this. How's that sound? Um, okay, so... Um, we watched the three videos. Okay, now we're going to go to the top. Okay, and the first picture we're going to look at is actually the gravesite of John F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, John F. Kennedy Sr. What does that look like to you? It looks like a Q, doesn't it? Does that give you a kind of hint to who QAnon might be? Hmm? John F. Kennedy Jr.? And if you go down here... This is where Bobby Kennedy um, is laid to rest. When I was a child, and I think it was um, 1968, they had just moved JFK, um, I think from another spot to right here, and uh, the dirt was fresh. And I remember um, there's an eternal flame right here, and uh, I remember the eternal flame being lit. It was something I'll never forget. Um, This wasn't all here at that time. But uh, that is clearly a cue. So that's another indication of who um, John F. Kennedy Jr. is and uh, that he may be queuing on. Okay. All right. Let's close that one out. This is going to go pretty good. Um, let's see. This one here, let's look at it. Oh, it's small. Okay. It's talking about... Um, and Ralph Epperson talks about this a lot, too. Back in the um, the Congressional Act of 1871 right there, the United States uh, ceased to be a constitutional republic, and it became a federal corporation. And Ralph Epperson does an excellent job of uh, explaining this, and uh, he's going to come back on, and we'll have him explain this. because. Uh, and they were talking about if, if um, Trump came back, um, that he would be uh, the, uh, what, the 19th president of the United States, the actual United States, because all the other presidents have been under the federal corporation. 
see, are you a United States citizen, federal United States, or continental United States? Um, supposedly the only United States that there is under the federal corporation is the area of Washington, D.C., and you become a basically a subject to that when you apply for a Social Security card. And uh, that's how you basically sign into the system. And uh, anyway, so you see it's, uh, he goes here, uh, Uniform Commercial Code, the UCC, that's what we're under right now. UCC equals private international law. If the UCC is private, who owns it? 1938 Supreme Court. Um, uh, let's say uh, Erie Railroad versus Tompkins. And that's basically when the Constitution was suspended um, totally. So, you know, you hear about, oh, this is unconstitutional, that's unconstitutional. Well, things have been unconstitutional for almost 100 years. So, um, for over 100 years, actually. So, ever since uh, the presidency of Ulysses S. Grant, he was the last real president that we had all the, uh, of the United States proper. Um, all the other ones have been um, basically corporate presidents of uh, the federal corporation of the United States. Okay. And we're going to go here. All right. How to make the swamp believe they killed you. Okay. Um, there were many silent patriots serving as security around the assassinated president's son, although all through his life, excuse me, some watched from far off. These patriots were also in, also in every level of government and military quietly observing and waiting. The day came when his, uh, I got to change out my glasses, I'm sorry. Oh, that's much better. The day came when his security found a thin strip of putty wrapped around the fuselage of his airplane. It was C4 with an at attitude trigger. As the plane goes up and out in um, to X altitude or to the altitude that's set, the explosives are set off at X altitude. Um, the back of the plane would have been blown off, forcing the pilot to, to dive, giving no electronic record of what um, what happened and the appearance of pilot error, which they said was the, the problem with uh, the flight. Uh, the swamp would then use the Coast Guard, Navy, uh, mainstream media, etc., to complete the accident, but the swamp had to wait until JFK decided to fly. He had no time to plan. He had time to plan. Excuse me. The plane took off on July 16, 1999. It was still rigged to explode, but a remote trigger replaced the attitude trigger. The Navy, a Navy pilot flew JFK Jr.'s plane armed with a parachute and a tape recorder playing the voice of JFK Jr. He radioed to the tower at Martha's Vineyard to land. After jumping from the plane, he hit and with his parachute, I guess, he hit the remote. Boom, the plane goes down. Patriots and the military recover the bodies. Um, get that Patriots, okay? Remember that. Uh, Navy divers had eight hours of video recording the rescue. The tapes are missing. And it says, no proof of bodies recovered. Navy divers relocated after the search. Isn't that interesting? Um, if they're still alive. Uh, cremated, well, you know, if the Navy Patriots moved them, that, that makes sense. But 
Um, cremated remains at funeral held on Navy ship only. 17 people attended the service. That's not a big service for somebody as important. And another thing must be remembered is that um, usually the Navy only buries sailors at sea, members of the Navy, and JFK Jr. was never in the Navy. Um, his dad was. And uh, so anyway, you know, why why such a hurry to, to cremate the bodies and, and dump them overboard? Um well, they were probably three bodies from a morgue or something. Um, you know, John, people with no name, John Doe's, and uh, well, one John Doe and two Jane Doe's, and um, and they replaced uh, John John and uh, his wife Carolyn and her sister who were aboard the plane. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting scenario. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, here's a picture of the wreckage. Okay. Um, oh, I hope I didn't get rid of the picture that I wanted. Anyway, um, there's another picture with this guy they're saying was JFK Jr. Anyway, uh, hopefully I still have it. If I got rid of it, I might have to go into my uh, my garbage bin to get it out. Yeah, I did. That's what happens late at night when you do things. Okay. Um, let's keep going here. Okay, here's the uh, the Daily News. I used to love this newspaper when I lived back east in uh, North Jersey. Um, talks about uh, burial at sea. Ted Kennedy makes sad voyage to bring home bodies. Ocean to be final resting place for JFK Jr. again. Um, the Navy only various people at sea that were soldiers or are or were sailors and or are sailors at the time of their death and you see the dates there july 22nd 1999 um okay so there we have that all right so then we have something interesting that happened kennedy crash site footage vanishes Hmm, interesting why would it vanish well, it would show that the three bodies that they cremated were not really John John and his wife Carolyn and her sister. Um, I can't really blow this. It says video and photographic evidence from the site of the plane crash that killed JF, John F. Kennedy Jr. has either been destroyed or mysteriously gone, uh, missing as a family court battle looms over the accident. So anyway, Kennedy crash site footage vanishes, as did the sailors. They were, or the Navy SEALs or whoever they were, that uh, Navy divers that found the wreckage, they were moved. Okay, hopefully to another site and not removed forever. Now this was a Q post that I found very interesting when I saw it. Okay, it's a picture of uh, Kennedy and Donald Trump who were very good friends, very very good friends, and it's it's supposed that Donald Trump helped him with all this, uh, you know, and with his body cards of course too, to help him fake the death. Okay, and this is Q, so this is probably him, and you'll see why I'll say that. In 1909, we lost everything. My father caught on first to the Bilderbergers, then he caught on to NASA. I'd love to know what that's about. Uh, he demands to know who the Greys were, and why they were here. They killed him. Who'd they kill? John F. Kennedy Jr. 
his father, my father, caught on. His father was John Kennedy Jr. See, he's getting there. Um, I strategically staged my own death, allied with one person in this world who I knew was honorable enough to trust, and we began to build the plan. Remember I said said the voice sounded like him? Okay, here we go. Penance is coming. Penance, uh, left over from his Catholicism, I guess. Um, Regardless of what you think, you are not awake. You do not know how deep this goes. If you knew, you could not sleep. Many of you could never go on. You need each other. You need every one of you. Learn to play nice with each other or be left behind. If one stumbles, pick them up. If one asks questions, give them the answer. That is how we grow. There's no more room in the plan for arrogance and self-importance. If you turn one away, you hurt the plan. If you hurt the plan, you'll be left behind. We are watching. We see it all. There are no secrets. You would never believe the files kept on every one of you. For that matter, you'd never believe where they are kept. There's something I'd like to know. Um, prepare the next fit for the next phase. Prepare each other. You are one. And where we go one, we go all. And it's always sign R. I really wish I knew what that meant. Um, I know there's people out there that explain it, but okay. Now this one's real interesting. Where do you see this? Because there's a follow-up picture to it. Bunch of army guys, right? Making a letter Q. Look at this picture right here. This guy right here. Who do you think that is? That looks like one of his bodyguards, actually, right there. Because he's not dressed like any of these army guys or these army personnel. So he's probably a bodyguard, but look. Okay. So now we're going to look at a close-up of this picture. Okay, there's a close-up, and look how they made the circle with the Q in the arrow. That's cute. Um, so anyway, you remember how the video said that the, arm, the, the armed forces are involved in this? Well, there's a good way to prove it right there. Okay, let's see. Now we're going to go to a side-by-side shot. There's John when he was younger, and there's this guy that's standing in that circle. The eyes, the eyebrow ridge is the same. Um, his eyebrows are a little gone, but that happens with age. They either go away or they get really big, <laughs> where you have to trim them all the time. Trust me. Um, the nose matches up almost perfectly. Remember, this is a blurry picture, and we're going to look later. The ears are even identical. Um, the mouth is identical, and the chin joins perfectly down here. Okay. This guy is this guy. All right. And we're going to go up here. Oh, maybe this is it. Oh, I did keep it. Now, this is the plane wreckage, okay? Now, here's, this guy was in the other picture, okay? Now, I want you to look at this girl, okay? Blonde hair, tied up in a bun, with a coat that is way bigger than she should have. If she was really an NTSB agent... That coat would be a lot tighter, kind of like this guy's coat is right here. By the way, who is that? Hmm, that's interesting. That looks like it could be JFK Jr. It's got the right head and everything. But this looks like Kath, uh, Carolyn Bissett, Kennedy. And, you know, those are kind of, those are not wear-to-work pants right there. Those are nice, nice pants. So, anyway, um, 
maybe they were just taking pictures of their plane, you know. And look how the tail, it, it, it's pretty well established that the tail was blown off, so that may, it looks here like burn marks on here. So maybe uh, the bomb was on that side, taped to the fuselage like it said. Okay. So I did keep that picture. Okay, now here's JFK Jr. when he was younger with a, um, a mustache and a goatee. Remember this, right here, there's nothing, and right here, there's really nothing, okay? That's going to um, be important in the future. And we know he had dimples, right? Okay. Um, and look at the ears. Okay, remember those ears, or that ear. Okay. All right. Okay, now we have another picture. I think John's looking. I think the other one, John, was looking straight ahead. Now he's looking down, and this guy's looking down. Notice he combs his hair back. Not a lot of people do that anymore. John did. John, John did. And this guy does. Um, you look at other pictures of John. See how this hair comes out like this? Look, comes out like that. Um, the nose is basically the same. The two things that grow on a man as he gets older is his nose and his ears. Okay. It's it's a curse, but <laughs> it's what happens. It's the way the good Lord made us. Um, our nose gets bigger and our ears get bigger. And with a lot of us, our belly gets bigger. But, you know, some people have good genes and they just don't get really big like me. Um, but the even, let's see, that's a single, that's a double right there. It could be a clip-on. The ties are different, um, not in not an appearance, but the way they're tied. But you know what? He probably learned how to tie, or Carolyn did, tied his tie that for that day. Okay. All right. So where are we here? Here's another picture that's kind of interesting. Now this is the one my wife said it looks like an age progression picture, and it possibly is, except for one thing. Um, the lip here is a little different. See how this lip is kind of symmetrical it goes over on this one it's this way and it makes kind of an upturn right here so that's not an age progression picture of this guy okay i'll admit it probably looks like it could be i'll look at this line going up his face it doesn't well there's something right here but i don't know it doesn't look like it would develop into that um like i said ears grow bigger as you get older okay but the ears are proportional uh, going up here and then kind of making a turn here, going up here. Can't see because of the hair, but coming down this way. Um, so I think this is an authentic picture. And he was on Twitter. His name was John Graham Dick. Um, yeah. I friended him on Twitter before I got banned from Twitter. Um, let's see. Did we look at this one yet? I think we just did. Yeah, sorry. Okay, here's another one. Now, that looks like John John right there. Okay, hair's combed back again. Look at the ears. They go up. They come down. He's got very distinctive ears. Okay. Um, man, he's got the Kennedy look. He really does. And look, the little hair missing here. And, well, you can't see it over here because his head's turned. But um, definitely in the running for a likeness. Okay. Now, where are we here? Okay. Here's another picture, um, probably a little older than the last one because he's got a lot more gray in the beard. But look at, again, here, the ear is the same. 
goes up and down and around just like um, JFK's beard, JFK Jr. as an earlier JFK Jr. And uh, this one, the nose isn't quite as large. So, but then the other one was blurry, so it's kind of hard to tell. All right. Now, let's see. We saw that one. We saw that one. Here's another one that's probably a little bit younger. But again, it's the same guy. And you see we've got the large ear down here again. And uh, not so much gray in the beard, so this is probably a little while ago again. we got a little hair missing here and a little here. This is typical on quite a few people, but somebody that is a lookalike of John John having the same thing and is virtually impossible, I think, anyway. But, uh, yeah, he had a lot more black hair here, and see, he combs it back again, just like John did. John John. Okay. There, there, this one. This one is a little different. I would say that this would be... That's kind of weird. Huh. I wonder what that is. I never saw that before. Oh, that's weird. It's, okay. This might be a fake. Because, look, there's the pupil is like this, and then it's like this. So I'm going to... And look at the mouth. This is a fake. Okay. That mouth has been pasted on there. And the eyes have probably been pasted on there, too. So we're going to write that one off as a fake, okay? Here's another one that was probably a while ago. And um, I don't know. The nose looks a little bit different, but the, the face definitely, the jawline is the same. And again, we have a little bit of hair missing here. This is probably a while back. Um, although it has Trump 45 on there, so um, that one's iffy, but it could be. Okay, but he was starting to grow a beard, notice. So, okay, now this one should really cinch it up. Okay, there's Carolyn Bissett um, before the crash. Okay, this is a woman at the Trump rally, um, you know, when he was running the second time. I do believe that nose is that nose. Okay, that smile is that smile. Okay, um, ears are the same, right? Uh, she's blonde because I've seen other pictures of her. But the eyes, those eyes are a little older than these eyes, but they're the same eyes. Okay, very interesting. So if she's alive and she was supposed to be in a crash, you know, he's alive, right? Okay. And I thought this was kind of interesting. This is a letter that JFK Jr. before the crash, uh, see, it's September 8, 1994, actually sent to Joe Biden. Um, so anyway, let's see. And this is, I think, J. Edgar. No, he was dead. J. Edgar Hoover was by this time. Anyway, it says... Um, Washington Metropolitan um, Field Office, I guess that's the FBI. Uh, evidence received September 6, 1994. Uh, un unsub, a.k.a. John F. Kennedy Jr., Senator Joseph Biden is the victim. Okay. Yeah, my tush, he's the kick victim. And it was written, I guess, August 26, 1994, and it came from Worcester, Massachusetts. Um 
and the field office was Boston. Um, personally delivered by special agent and the names blocked out on September 8, 1994. Envelope postmark Worcester, um, Massachusetts, 016. Um, uh, PM uh, 20th of August 1994, bearing the handwritten, hand-printed address, Senator uh, Joseph Biden, uh, Democrat, Delaware, U.S. Capitol Building, U.S. Senate, Washington, D.C., 20515, accompanied handwritten, hand-printed letter dated 82694, beginning, Dear Senator Biden, you are a traitor and bearing the signature John F. Kennedy Jr. So, anyway, he was no Biden fan. And if he's still alive, which I think he is, he's definitely not a Biden fan now. So, folks, what do we get from all this, huh? What do we really get from all this? That what I get from it, me, is that... Um, here, let's go here. Here we go. Oh, wow. Dark. Oh, that's too light. Here, that's better. Um, personally, I think JFK Jr. faked his death and he's alive. We saw that woman. That was his wife. My goodness, how, how much evidence do you need? She was on the plane with him, or supposedly, and um, and she lives. She's there when the Trump's rallies. Um, very distinctive face, too. Pretty lady, um, and but with that, the nose and everything. Um, not very many people would, would pass for a look-alike for her, I don't think, anyway. So, um, pretty interesting stuff, huh? I think so. And um, the voice print sounds almost exactly, if not exactly, like John F. Kennedy Jr., when, the, you know, the cue thing, the cue the plan. And um, what about the plan? I think the plan's been set back a little bit or put back a little bit, or maybe it was um, intended to be put back um, so that these people could just basically see when when prideful people and evil people um, are victorious with something they exult in it and they, they become very careless and uh, well you know Hitler did that he became very careless um, you know he um, he went into France Oh, that's great. You know, he could have went, took the rest of mainland Europe, even Spain, if he wanted to. And, he, you know, Italy was his partner. And, and then, But he decided to go into Poland, which to the Soviets was okay. But when he started to attack the Soviet unions, he was on two fronts. And a little country like that being on two fronts, not good. We were on two fronts uh, with Germany and Japan. And, um, but, you know, we were a much larger country and we were isolated from the rest of the world pretty much so anyway and um, so we, we really didn't have to worry about a, a counterattack. yeah we had saboteurs here from Germany and uh, and stuff like that but um, anyway so so why was um, JFK Jr. killed well um, and we talked about that last or Monday night with Ralph he, um, he showed us that uh, Hillary Clinton wanted to see uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan was uh, going to retire from this from the um, the Senate, yeah. And uh, JFK Jr. wanted to run for it, so did Hillary Clinton. Well, JFK Jr. knew that people that cross Clinton usually end up in body bags, and uh, seeing that his two uncles and his father and and uh, or three uncles and father had um, 
been uh, basically killed and uh, or assassinated or whatever term you want to use. Um, I think assassinated is probably a better word, even for Joseph. Um, so Joseph Jr. that is. So bearing that in mind, he probably didn't want to become part of Hillary's hit list, and uh, so he decided to fake his death and uh, and go incognito for what 30, 40 years, and um, yeah, about about 40 years probably, uh, maybe a little less. He's only two years younger than me, um, but um, anyway. So, but he was being reserved. He he always wanted to find his father's killers, and uh, well, one of them. I think he had the pleasure of seeing uh, George H.W. Bush Jr. was was executed by lethal injection. Um, I know that some of you might not believe that, but that's basically what happened. So was George McCain, um, John McCain, because uh, John McCain was a traitor through and through. And he's been a problem child all of his life. He started at uh, the fire on the aircraft carrier back in the 60s because he wet-started his engine and uh, the flame that came out um, caused a missile to misfire, and it fired off and hit another plane on the other end of the ship. And uh, he quietly got moved to um, the hospital on on uh, mainland on uh, in Saigon, and then got sent home. So, uh, of course, he was the child of an admiral, so he didn't get uh, punished for it. And uh, plus, you know, he was probably his father was probably in the uh, the deep state that existed back then, so he's not going to be prosecuted or persecuted or whatever. Um, and you got to admit, the guy was a lousy senator and he was a traitor. And uh, even when he was in the Hanoi Hilton, being held as a prisoner, um, the other prisoners said that they gave him up, or uh, he gave them up. Excuse me. Um, so anyway. Uh, you know, take that as as you want to take it. But I think the guy was as, about, as big a traitor as Benedict Arnold or the Rosenbergs, um, if not bigger. And there's pictures of him standing with a uh, known terrorist in the Middle East with a smile on his face, you know. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, but anyway, uh, like you saw, John Kennedy said that he wanted to split the CIA into a thousand pieces or scattered into multiple pieces, I can't remember the exact term, and uh, the CIA got to him first. So, then um, what Ralph explained the other day, it was um, it was probably a whole bunch of uh, CIA, NSA. By the way, in the video, he explains that the NSA was part of the, um, part of the plan. Well, when Trump got in there, he cleaned out the NSA. Um, he got all the bad guys out of there, or most of them anyway, and um, therefore, you know, they, they're on the side of good or were. I don't know if they still are, but um, they had everything recorded, Hillary's, all of Hillary's communication, all of McCain's communication, all of George Bush Sr.'s communication. So these people, like the, the video said, have fallen into the same trap that the rest of society has with their cell phones and their iPads and, and everything else, and shows like this um, but um, anyway when you're not doing anything wrong you know you don't really worry but you know these people they're, they're so brazen and they've been doing wrong for so long that they think that they're doing right and uh, that's another thing that trips them up so um, anyway so it, I think it's quite evident from what Ralph has shown us and um, 
and you know the the pictures I've been able to to put together and stuff like that that uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. is alive and that he um, will be revealing himself pretty soon actually and again if I'm wrong well no big deal uh, if I'm right well then I'm right but um, and you know like I said I don't consider him to be a messianic figure I don't tr- consider Trump to be a messianic figure there's only one messianic figure and that's Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ and um He'll come back someday and make everything right. And, uh, boy, if you think that the swamp's going to be clean here, well, at least he cleans the whole swamp of the world, um, that's going to be pretty interesting, actually. Um, with one word, he can just remove them all from the face of the earth. But I think he'll do it justly and basically have trials and stuff like that. Anyway, who knows? But, um, anyway, my job here to show you what I think is right is done. Um, I think that, uh, again, that JFK Jr. is alive and that he's going to be making his appearance pretty soon, um, probably by next to the side of uh, Donald Trump. Um, a Trump-Kennedy ticket would be awesome. And uh, maybe they'd make Robert Kennedy attorney general, you know, like just like his father was. That'd be awesome. But um, anyway, it's, it's time for the Kennedys to have their up and comings um, in a good way. And... Uh, that uh, you know the the sins of their of the JFK Jr.'s grandfather, um, J, JFK's father, um, I think have been paid for many times. And the way JFK Jr. talks, it almost sounds like he's got a born again faith. Um, hopefully he does. You know, he still may be Catholic, but who knows? But if he's doing right and in the eyes of God, then who am I to question? But um, anyway. So it's it's going to go either, one of two ways. It's either going to go where Trump comes back and things start getting cleaned up. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, or it'll go to where it's going right now, uh, down the toilet with Joe Biden. And uh, I was going to take some time to show you some stuff, but I think I'll make that into another video about uh, Biden really not being in the White House. Uh, Ralph Epperson really got my, my piqued my curiosity with that. And uh, I found some... Um, Oh, what is it? Castle Rock Studios actually has a very real-looking uh, White House. I think they used to do the, um, uh, what was it, the West Wing on that sh- in that studio. And I have a picture from the West, West Wing, actually, with, um, who was it, Charlie? Uh, Martin Sheen. That's what it was, Martin Sheen in it. And um, it's remarkably looks, it remarkably looks like what we're looking at with, oh, i got to show you one more thing, though. I got to show this. Remember when uh, they had Biden um, signing all those executive orders? Um, very something very interesting. Hold on a second. Let's do this. Okay, there we are. And I'm gonna go. Okay, where is it? No, that's not it. Is that it? Nope. Oh, there it is right there. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's Biden's desk. Those are the executive orders. And just like Joey Biden's face, it's blank. Um, I've, I'd heard this and stuff like that, but uh, to actually see it on Biden's desk, and that is the um, the Resolute desk, and that is the, uh, the rug that is in the Oval Office. So he was signing blank... Uh, 
executive orders making it look like they were real. He might have signed them at a different time, but um, shoot, I should just go ahead and since since it's only been an hour and three minutes, um, maybe I can put this together. Um, so let's see, where's the one with Trump? Oh boy. I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait because these pictures are all out of order. Okay, there's a picture of Trump sitting at his desk. Okay, um, and uh, look at there's all grass here, some bushes here, a big tree here, and, and there is a, br a branch right there. Okay, so that's going to figure into something. But I, I'm going to show you something else. Okay. So that's the authentic White House. Look at them. These curtains are still the same in Joe Biden's White House, except that in some pictures, they're more yellow than they are this color. Okay. Um, okay, and over here, this window has presented a problem for me because when it's the picture's taken further back, this window reflects a lot of what's inside. But you're going to see a picture, if I can find it, where there's a building right here where Joe Biden is signing the... Uh, the executive orders or whatever. Um, okay, I'm just going to go down the line here. This one's interesting because, remember the bushes and stuff? This would be over here. There are no bushes, and there's a street right here with a dump truck in it. Okay, do you see the dump truck in the window? Somebody put. And there, there in fact, is where, where it is right there. Um, there's no street that close to that window in the real White House. Okay, so see moments ago at the White House, and there's all the executive orders and all the pens that he used to sign the blank papers. So, okay, we're going to go through this together, okay? Again, here's another picture of Trump and the um, and some desk. I'd love to have that desk. Again, you can see the, the bushes, and uh, there is a street out there, but the, the, the dump truck in the picture is like right here, and this tree isn't here. So it was shot in another location, not this White House. Okay, this is the real White House uh, Oval Office. Okay, so where was that? Did I just look at this one? Okay, this is the picture of Joe Biden. Looks like he's asleep. That wouldn't be surprising. And there's that branch, okay? But there's a branch here, too, that's not in the other one, okay? That's interesting. When I show you a picture of the uh, the one at Castle Rock, you're going to see something similar to this. So I'm not too sure that this is the original White House. There are White Houses all over the place. I think every presidential library has one of them. Um, let's see, did I look at this one? Yeah, did not yet. Okay, there he is signing supposedly the executive orders. Um, and again, okay, I guess there's bushes right there. But this tree branch here presents a problem. Okay, it's not in the pictures where... Here, let's go back. Okay, there's the one branch. There's nothing coming across here. Okay. All right. Let's go down again. Again, there's the two branches. Okay, look at this. That looks like a building right there. 
Okay, and it looks like it's over here, too. And that looks like brick. So, I don't know. This this photo is dubious. It's it's quite suspicious. You got the two branches. You got a building over here, which isn't in any of the shots of that of Trump's White House, nor is it in any Obama's White House pictures either. I might add. And uh, you think that if anybody was going to cheat, it would be Obama, right? Um, let's see what we have here. Oh yeah, this one is funny. Um, they're saying that that's Trump back there walking around and if it is um, I don't know Trump always rode in a, a truck that looked like that right and again I don't know it's, it's really hard to say um, I think it's bogus I think everything about his presidency is bogus um, what do we got here oh there's the dump truck again Okay. Notice there's no tree right there. Remember in the other shot there was a tree right here? And look at this tree. That looks like something you'd find in Georgia. That looks like um, moss growing off of a tree. Okay. That is not in Washington, D.C. Moss doesn't grow on trees in Washington, D.C. It's too cold up there. You'd find moss on trees like that and maybe point. Uh, in uh, the uh, California coast where it never really snows or um, South Georgia or Florida or something like that. I wish I could see the license plate on that truck. It would really be a, a help. But again, there's no building over here like there was in the other one. Okay, what's this one? Oh, that's the truck again. And this is from QAnon Austria. QAnon's a big move, uh, QAnon is a big movement. And what's this? Now this is uh, the movie set, or the uh, um, where is it? Uh, Castle Rock Productions. Um, when they did uh, the um, the West Wing, you can see Martin Sheen right there, and some of the other actors that were in there. That also looks like George Stephanopoulos. He might have been in that series. I'm not sure. And um, anyway. But uh, the trees here are, are different than, uh, well, they are a little different, aren't they? But the setting is a little different here. But um, we don't see up here, so I don't know. But if you were to thin this tree out, because this tree needs serious pruning right here. <laughs> if you were to thin this tree out here and cut some of this off, it would kind of look like that branch is coming across. So they tried to make this scene and there's a Resolute desk, by the way. Um, they're trying to make this scene as much as, as White House looking as possible. Okay, so um, all they got to do is move a couple of pictures, a few trinkets, move the couches around uh, for Biden, and uh, they got the setting. And, and new curtains also. Um, so anyway, um, I think that Biden's pictures are as phony as Biden is. Oops, let's go here. Um, anyway, I'll leave that to your imagination, okay? But uh, when it comes to the Bidens and the Democrats and stuff, I'm highly suspicious of everything, and um, and rightfully so, because they stole an election. <laughs> They'll steal an election. Uh, there's a rumor that Biden is not in the White House, that he's not even ever been in the White House, um, the White House in Washington, D.C. So uh, that's something to keep in mind.
So anyway, I've taken an hour and 11 minutes of your time. I appreciate that time, and I hope that you got something out of this, and I know that I'm going to get some negative uh, responses, um, and so be it. But um, this is what I feel and my opinion, okay? And um, I'm allowed to have my opinion no matter what anybody thinks. So you can write something mean or or nasty or, or whatever, but that's not going to change the fact that, you know, I'm guaranteeing my opinion under the law, and um, I'm going to make it and take it whenever I can. And uh, we can agree to disagree, but uh, if you're going to leave comments, be a lady or a gentleman and write nice things, okay? Or, you know, write an objection in a civilized, humane manner. I know that's asking a lot of some people, but hey, all I can do is ask, right? Okay, with that in mind, I'm going to end this show, and I'm going to try to upload it before I go to bed. So, um, hey, God bless, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, we'll have a show on next week. It's just going to be my, uh, next Monday. It's going to be me and Brian. And then the week after that, Gordy Tong's going to be back on it. We're going to be talking about, I think, um, uh, deep underground um, military bases and uh, specifically uh, the one at Area 51 or Groom Lake and uh, the one at uh, Dulce, New Mexico, and uh, we're going to bring into that the uh, what they call the Dulce War and the, um, the Groom Lake War, which is very interesting if you know anything about Phil Schneider and uh, what he claims happened at, uh, at uh, Dulce. It's, uh, it's quite frightening uh, what they're saying is going on, and there's a lot of, uh, if you take David Jacobs's. Uh, uh, books and you and you mix them up with uh, all the stuff at the deep underground military bases they're basically all saying the same thing so um, yeah we're going to be talking about that and um, you know and the important thing is in all this stuff folks you know whether it be JFK Jr. well you know that wasn't negative news that was positive but um, you know the, the Biden and the White House thing and what we're going to talk about two weeks from uh, or a week from this next Monday um it's important to remember that Yeshua or Jesus is still on the throne. Uh, the Father is still on the throne, and the Holy Spirit is still ministering to us and through us. And that um, Yeshua promised us that the Holy Spirit would bring us; He would be the Comforter, and He would bring us peace, and He would teach us. And um, remember, there's no weapon formed against you that will prosper, and that um, you know He's He's got us in the palm of His hands. And, and God protects his own. Yahweh protects his own. And uh, as long as you're walking with him and in Yahweh, you've got nothing to fear but fear itself. Finally, I get to use a Roosevelt term and use it for righteousness. Lord knows he didn't. Anyway, um, <clears throat> voice is starting to go, so I better get off of here. But uh, have a great week, okay, and a great weekend. And uh, if I don't get another show done before, then I'll see you on Monday or Tuesday morning, as the case may be. Um, God bless, and uh, thanks for watching. Bye.